Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Butes, I think it's time for a standing ovation. The greatest of all time in wheelchair tennis is back on the show. David Hall, good morning, mate. Good morning, boys. How are you doing? Uh, we're well, gee, it's great to have you back on, mate, and to hear your dulcet tones. We were, uh, we were just discussing a moment ago about the women's final and a, a real changing of the guard. How do you see that match tonight, number three versus number 17 in the rankings? And one of the ladies is from Tunisia, I believe. The other is a Russian-born Kazakhstani. Can you tell us more? Well, it's such an inter- interesting story, I think, that Ons Jabur, the Tunisian, 27 years old, the first African player to play in a women's uh, Grand Slam final, which is saying something in 100 years of, of Grand Slam tennis. And it's pretty much a, a tale of two different players. She's got the touch. She's got the drop shots, the lobs. I think she'd go really well in, in like, midweek ladies' doubles. You know, she's just got a really interesting game. And the fact that she's playing Elena Rybakina, and as you said, Russian-born, lives in Moscow, but she changed nationalities about four years ago uh, to Kazakhstan. And now, crazily enough, She's in the Wimbledon final, so she avoided the whole Russian ban, and she's the power player. And she's just played incredibly well these two weeks. She's hit 49 aces. She's got a rocket of a serve. And I think this is a good matchup. I think just for, for pure tennis viewing, I think this will be a really good final. Yeah, so Jabur, if you missed the semifinals, she got it done in three sets, and Rybakina. I mean, in terms of a form guide, a win against Simona Halep, 6-3, yeah. 6-3, 6-3 Yeah, I, I did see a bit of the semi-final, Holly, uh, with Shabur playing. And I've got to say, she's very unorthodox. You know, those drop shots, the way that she... It's almost at times like you when you're playing ping pong, table tennis. Yeah. She's got that... You know, she puts a hell of a lot of spin on it. And you know what it sounds like? She's gone to the Ash Barty School of... Yeah. Unorthodox tennis. Yeah, correct. And it's like, it is unorthodox. Again, I, I, I may be wrong here, but from what I saw, it was really odd the way that she was playing, but obviously very effective, though. Well, I think her game just really suits the grass. And I think yep. that they haven't, like, they haven't changed the grass enough that you can really utilize those slices and drop shots and, and lobs. And, and it really is an all court game. And I think she's been the player over the last few years that everyone knew on the tour that if she could put her game together at the right time, which she has done these these two weeks, then you could say that she could be a potential Wimbledon champion and she's just done that like magnificently and and for me this is the, the great thing about this matchup is that you get the contrast because you get Rybakina who is just going to try to rocket the ball around the court and if like if that's working against ons, then she can go to a plan B and a plan C. 
she's got that variety in a game that she can, like over the course of a three-set match, she can turn that around. Yeah, Hawley, who wins? You know what? It's a tough one. It's such a tough one. I, I think the longer this match goes, I think Ons Jabeur will win it because I think her variety over time will eventually win out. And, mate, uh, the one that Butes wants to get to, the men's singles final. <laughs> Can you believe we've got an Aussie in the final? Uh, Nick Kyrgios, who got a walkthrough. I guess you want to start with talking about Rafael Nadal and his injury. Yeah, look, it's such a shame for Rafa. Um, he's, he's had various injuries over the years with uh, his foot, and now he's got the abdominal strain. I think it's it's such a shame because I think every everyone was just so looking forward to this Kyrgios matchup because there was a little bit of bad blood, I think, between them in the past, and I think it was going to potentially create a lot of fireworks, but it's just a shame for Rafa. I mean, he was still in the running for the calendar year Grand Slam, and of course that's gone now, but um, but he'll be back, I think, US Open, I think he should be he should be mm. fine for that. It's, um, he's done well, Kyrgios, in terms of the way that he's gone about his the, the, the tournament itself, um, and obviously the lead-up to the quarterfinals with um, those assault charges, he seemed to handle the situation on the court extremely well. He was able to focus on his game uh, as opposed to be distracted, which we know in the past that he has been easily distracted, uh, Nick Kyrgios. But on this part, he really focused on his game and you know, ended up winning that quarterfinal in straight sets. What is there a huge advantage for Nick Kyrgios going into this final, having that semi-final off? Yeah, it's a funny thing because if you do get too much time off during a tournament, it can kind of upset your rhythm a bit. Mm-hmm. But yep. with Kyrgios, you just never know. Like, because he's such a player that's outside the norm of what you would think would be a normal professional tennis player that... You just never know. You never know what you're going to get. Like, is he going to come out and, and just be the same personality that he's been the last two weeks where he's yelling at his box, yelling at someone in the crowd, he's talking to himself, he, he potentially could get into an argument with a guy on the other side of the net. You know, you never know. Or is he just going to come out flat? But, like, look, I think he's just going to treat it like a regular match, even though it is a Wimbledon final. And I think if he can have his usual personality, I don't think he should tone things down at all. Because I think he actually plays better when he is fired up and in that combative mode. But I don't think I don't think having this extra match off, I, I don't think it'll affect him. Yeah, you just answered a question I wanted to find out. Does he play better when he's on edge and volatile? Uh, I know Butes wants to tee off. He's got a rant coming up about Nick Kyrgios. But what, what were your thoughts about Djokovic versus Norrie? And so Djokovic gets the job done in four, two, six, six, three, six, two, six, four. Look, I think Novak is a bit scratchy. I think that that first set and a half, he was, uh, he even admitted it on his on-court uh, interview after the match that he didn't really swing through the ball like he normally does. I think he's actually feeling a little pressure because he knows, Grand Slam-wise, this is his last chance probably this year that he can nab the slam because it doesn't look like he'll be able to play the U.S. Open because of his vaccination status. So 
I, I think he's feeling the pressure, and I think he did enough to win that match because I don't think Norwich really got the firepower to 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 beat him at that moment. But yeah, Novak is looking a bit scratchy, and I think Kyrgios has a real chance here. Hey, hey, David, are you excited like uh, Butes and, and myself are? Like, I go back to Pat Cash. I remember sitting up. I was at Chugan late night, and this is pre-internet where you had to watch sport live be- because the chances of seeing some kind of replay were limited. And, uh, you know, what an incredible night that was where he climbed into the crowd. But, you know, they're so hard to win. They're so hard to get to a final. And to have an Aussie there is absolutely amazing, regardless of the fact that he got a walk through in the semis. You know what? That's right. That's right, Steve. Whatever your opinion is on Kyrgios, it is pretty rare, especially the last few years, uh, to have an Aussie in the men's final. Like, we've done it, you know, throughout the years with Leighton and Philippoussis and Rafter and, as you said, Cashy. Mm. But these things don't tend to come along that often. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is. Wimbledon is synonymous with late nights and bleary eyes the next morning, but uh, it, it's almost tradition that you... You make a cup of tea late, you get a couple of cookies, and you uh, park yourself in front of the TV, and then you get ready to go. Hey, can he, can by, he, the, by the way, boys, sorry, Butes, I'm nah. just going back to the Pat Cash win. So that's 87. Then if you go through the honour roll, so Stefan Edberg, Boom Boom Becker's around that time. 17-year-old. Ed, Edberg wins a couple of times. Michael, Michael Stitch wins in 1991. There's an upset for you. Andre Agassi. But, Look at the great Pete Sampras and how many times he's won the event. Goran Ivanizovic pops up against Rafter in 2001. That one is an absolute epic and is 9-7 in the fifth, followed by Leighton Hewitt the following year in 2002. And then the superstars take over. So from then on, it's Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Djokovic, and Andy Murray pops up and wins one as well. But... It's basically the big three from that moment on. Yeah, yeah, and it's been a phenomenal reign uh, for those. And I'd be interested in your thoughts, Orly. Uh, is it going to be a continuation of that reign of these three superstars? Uh, Djokovic obviously being the man now who's in that position. Or can Nick get the job done? Uh, Butes, I think it is going to be a long match. I think Curios uh, is going to want to turn this into a theatre. Because I think actually the crowd will be more <laughs> secureal. And I think he is going to want to create this, this crazy atmosphere where things are combative because he's, he's going to want to tilt Novak off his axis. And I think he's got the potential to do that. But Novak, he knows that, as I said, this is his last slam probably for the year. And he, it's critical that he wins it if he wants to stay in this, this arms race with, with Rafa in terms of the slam tally. So... I'm actually going Novak in five sets. Hey, speaking of five sets, I'm just going through the numbers here. So you've got to feel for someone like Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick's a three-time runner-up. One of his matches in 2009 finishes 16-14 in the fifth set. <laughs> Absolutely incredible, isn't it? So for players that came through that era with the big three, you know, you're basically playing for a second prize, but... What a way to go go down fighting for Andy Roddick in that 2009 final. Yeah, well, that, that's the crazy thing. Just imagine if he'd won that final, then he's always known as a Wimbledon champion. 
like no one can ever take that away from you. And, and you're right that through history in this era of the big three, all those slam finals are littered with players that, that got there in the moment, but they could never get back or get over the hump and actually win a slam. And so those guys, that level of domination will probably never happen again. And for Kyrgios, this could be his one and only chance that he ever makes it this far into a slam. I mean, considering the last time he was in a quarterfinal at the 2015 Australian Open, and that was the furthest he'd gotten at a slam in the last seven years. So from his perspective, he might, he might not ever make it back to this position. So he's going to want to take his chance right now. Hey, David, one final question. Is Sammy Stoza through to the mixed doubles final? Mate, that is a very good question. And to be honest, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would uh, love she is. To yeah, she, she is. is. She's through with, uh, uh, is it Matthew Ebden? Yeah, so she yeah. is through. Yeah, and oh, uh, Adams, Adams confirmed that back at headquarters. And I believe is the Central Coast player, so Matt Ebden and Purcell. So I believe um, Max Purcell grew up on the Central Coast. Yeah, so wow. they are through to the doubles final, uh, which is just sensational news. And can't wait for it all to unfold. Standing ovation for the greatest wheelchair tennis player of all time, David Hall. Thanks for your time this morning. Good on you, boys. Take, take care.